podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, on to his left foot. Brilliant. Oh, it's a for checking out In That Number with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, In That Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number, ITN 98, Blades of Glory. Today, we will be discussing Sunday afternoon's home game against Sheffield United as our fans were allowed to return to the first time since March. A lucky 2,000 of them. Uh, And we look ahead to a very difficult week. We travel to the Emirates on Wednesday night, taking on Arsenal. And that's Wednesday the 16th, a 6pm kickoff, And then we return home once day, hopefully with 4,000 fans. Where we welcome Manchester City. That's a 3 p.m. kickoff. But first, my co-host, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. You know something? You disgust me. But people like you get up to, and I think it's disgusting. Would you care to elaborate on that, Kevin? Just my general feeling. Thanks. Um, anyway, how have you been this week? Purely jealous of you, obviously, getting to go to watch the Saints. Um, but no, yeah. Very, very busy towards the end of the year, up to my tits in invoices and various shit that hasn't been done this year. Um, and it's snowing outside, which makes things all the prettier. Ah, that's nice. It's just wet and miserable here, as you probably saw on the telly, but yeah. Yep. yeah. Didn't look nice. <laughs> it certainly was not. Uh, that was the only downer on the day. Um, but yes, and we welcome back this week Tim Byzance. Tim! How are you? We missed you last week. Uh, thanks. I was busy working. It's, it's a when you guys did it on a Wednesday evening, which was pretty, uh, which is right in my t- wheelhouse time to work heavy, heavily. Yeah, you have to blame the FA for that. They try to keep on putting us on shit times, don't they? So, um, anyway, how's the uh, the home hunting going? Uh, we put an offer in last night, so knocking Ooh. on wood here to make sure Ooh. everything goes well. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. We'll see. We'll see. It's a very hot market in the in the area, the region I'm in. So. We'll find out probably maybe tonight or tomorrow. Make sure you let us know. Will yeah. do. Do you have a teaser for us this week? Would you rather live in Portsmouth for a year or attend 10 Portsmouth home games in a year? Oh, do I have to sit in the home end? You just have to attend. Okay, well, yeah, I'll, I'll take the I'll take going to the games and I'll just sit but in you, the away end and, and just scream at them. You have to buy the tickets, though, every game. Yeah, I, I still did. I don't want to live there. I'm with Ray. I think he's found a brilliant um, cop-out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to do exactly the same. But, <laughs> by the way, did Tim not use the P word twice? 
He did, yeah. So push-ups. Well, I, I've got I've got a bone to pick with you guys because um, push-ups are quite clearly much more of a punishment for me than they are for Tim. <laughs> um, just have to look at both of us to see that. <laughs> I think we need we need to think of uh, a different punishment for Tim, maybe. Yeah. Physical exercise is always a good thing, though. So you can. Fine. I'll do I'll do fifty push-ups every time I say it. <laughs> Okay. Every time, every time you say what? Uh, <laughs> All right, okay, that's fine. So, um, from here, from here on out, yeah. This is ITN in that number news. First news item today: RFA Cup tie with Shrewsbury Town has been confirmed now. We will play under the lights uh, at St. Mary's, 8 p.m. on Saturday, the 9th of January, and that will be live on BT Sports. And Saturday, yesterday, Saturday the 12th, Saints B took on Leicester City, and Nathan Teller blew them away, scoring four goals in the first half, as we eventually saw off Leicester 5-2, and Jake Vokins with the fifth, also in the first half as well. Six goals scored in that first half. Hopes up really in that yeah. first half. You, well, everyone was asking, like, yeah, just a few more, just a few more to shut them up. Well, Leicester got one in the second half, but that was it. But yeah, there's no fans there to enjoy it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Kevin, news that we delivered last week regarding Ings and Bertrand with their extensions has been rubbished by Martin Simmons. The news was bought uh, from Alex Crook of Talksport, and Simmons says he, he lives locally, he doesn't have any info, and the things he says aren't real. So, yeah, bad news. That was just a little bit of false hope, wasn't it? Yep, Alex Crook. And you said that my um, nervousness wasn't, wasn't warranted. I still stand by that. I don't know. I'm still a little bit scared, to be honest. I mean, but... And also, Ralph has said he was asked about the transfer window and if players will be moving, you know, on to bigger clubs. And he said that he's not scared and there are plenty of players waiting to step in. That scares me. It's like they've had the discussion already. I mean, who's going to realistically be putting in a big money offer for... For Danny Ings. Uh, Liverpool, Tottenham. Well, Tottenham don't, need, don't really need him. Do we really need a striker? Well. Liverpool really need a striker. Yes, because they haven't got one that scores. <laughs> yeah. Nor a fair Sheffield United. Well, um, I, I yeah, that's, then that's not going to happen, is it? But yeah, I, I'm just saying, it, it's something to be concerned about. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, if the money's right and his heart's not in it, fine. Ralph said it himself, you know, we're not a one-player club. Um, we're not. He said we're not addicted to one player. Um, yes, we do kind of rely on Ings' goals, but we've seen that we can we can, we can manage without them. I definitely would prefer it if he did stay because uh, I think we'd enjoy a lot more success with him and the team. But um, it's not the end of the world. It wouldn't be nice, but okay. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. Okay, James Wood-Prowse was nominated for Player of the Month, but lost out to Bruno Fernandez. Um, and James Ward-Prowse and Danny Ings were both nominated for Goal of the Month, but they lost out on that to... Ina from Fulham. Oh, that's it. Ina from Fulham, yes, the goal against West Brom. So, yes, that was um, that's pretty shitty, but still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Kev, do you have any, any news this week? Um, well, just, just heard that the women of uh, 
beaten Bournemouth 5-0 in the FA Cup uh, so they go through to the next round so congratulations to them they're, they're doing so well good stuff um, Tim do we don't really have a uh, injury report this week do we there's no there's no real injuries to report on no uh, Will Smallbone played for the Southampton B team so he's officially back uh, that was one of the, that was probably one of the last lingering ones apparently Salisu was on the bench again I still can't confirm a sighting so I can. right right he's actually spotted him, got I did spot him. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it on TV I tried to do the best I could for you but yeah that's as close as I could get there's no other uh, injuries to report at this time which is great that is great that's very good Okay then, we look to the Sheffield United game. Um, our form going in is well, it's pretty excellent really, isn't it? And Sheffield United still looking for their first win of the season. Denied a late point against Leicester last week, that was cruel. Um, but our recent record against them is faultless, winning both games against them last season. And the last time we picked up three in a row against them was, was 1950. And our home record looking up also as we scored at least twice in each of our last six Premier League home games. The longest run in the top flight since February to May 1984. So the fans were able to return, and boy did they get a show. Comprehensive 3-0 victory, taking us to third in the table. Just a point behind the champions now as well. That's um, I know they've got a game in hand, but still, brilliant. Um, the 11, McCarthy, Walker-Peters, Vestergaard, Bednarek, Bertrand, Walcott, Romeu, Ward-Prowse, Armstrong, Adams, Ings. Just the one change, then Ings starts, Gianepo drops to the bench. That bench is Forster, Stevens, Salisu, Redmond, Gianepo, Diallo and Unlundalu. Um, Kevin, I'll start with you. What did you make of that 11? Again, we knew exactly what to expect. Um, Ings slotting in. Um, I don't know, I suppose the, the only real question was... Um, out of uh, Gineppo, Redmond and Walcott, who'd be put in as that other winger. He's plumped for Walcott. Fine. Bench looking stronger by the day. Yeah. And, uh, back in there. and in my opinion, I think at present, this, this is the best 11. I mean, you, you, you could argue Redmond's got a case to be in there, thereabouts, I suppose. But at the moment, yeah, that 11, I, I think, in my opinion, it's the best that they can they can do at the moment. Uh, Tim, were you happy with the setup? I mean, were you happy to see Walcott play left to start? I kind of expected it. Uh, I believe Ralph trusts him really, really well, just because he's been able to bounce all over the place. I mean, this he's played three positions. He's played up top. He's played on the right. He's played on the left now. Although he did switch off with Armstrong a lot, which was mm-hmm. that versatility comes into play really well. So. Not surprised at all. Really happy to see what came about. Uh, did not notice that Long and Obafemi were not on the bench. It was Nalundalu who was the only forward on the bench. The game then, guys, just just a dominant performance, really, wouldn't you? Couldn't have hoped hoped for more from you know the fans coming back. As I said, the weather could have been better, but you know you can't have it all. Um, Kevin, how did how did you see the start of this one? Yeah, I mean. The- First thing Tim said today was that um, yeah, they're looking very defensive. Um, that that five at the back. I mean, last season they were playing with. Um, I mean, they were more wing backs, weren't they? But um, mm-hmm. they just. I mean, parked the bus. Fuck me. I mean, um, they were playing almost exclusively in a half. And playing the whole of with, with a thirty-eight-year-old centre back as well. 
Well, yeah, which was quite quite handy, and uh, yeah, Billy Sharp up front as well. We knew that, um, and Ollie McBurney. That that's not really a goal threat threat if we're being entirely honest. And we just absolutely dominated that first half. But uh, because there's so many defensive bodies there in the box, um, the chances we did get, um, you know, quite often did did come off of them. Um, yeah, Ings. It's clear that he's been out for a while because he, he wasn't up to his sharpest best. But there, there were a few good chances. Um, Armstrong had a very early chance that he sort of um, mm. just scuffed. Um, and Vestergaard was giving me a hard on pretty much straight away, uh, to be honest, <laughs> with his long diagonal balls. Um, I'm going to say it this time. <laughs> uh, Vestergaard's long diagonal balls, yeah, wow. Um, just something else. I mean, that clearly was the strategy, the same that um, we were playing against Brighton to try and, you know, um, hoof it up. But um, slightly different from Brighton in that uh, play again, like I said, that there's so so many bodies in the box. There's not much to hoof it up over. But um, yeah, still, I mean, um, Yannick played on Theo, um, playing on Ings as well. And then that, that first 20 minutes, um, he got another header in, which he thought was going to be a repeat of that uh, absolute um, stonker that, that he scored last time around. But it was just wise, and just the frustration on his face. It was. Like just absolutely livid that it had gone wide because that was such a good chance. But he was just sort of wrestled out of position by one of the defenders there. So yeah, we we just had we, we were going at him full panel. Uh, Tim, as Kev mentioned, yeah, complete control and, and Vestergaard, as he mentioned, with his long, rangy diagonals um, and, and it came close from the corner. I mean, yeah, I think it was clear that Kev touched on it that, that they'd worked on that. You know, that those spraying those diagonal balls to the left, as you say. Um, Armstrong, I think Bertrand got there as well. There was a moment when Theo was out there wide in the first 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, excellent start from Saints and excellent from Vestergaard. Too. Absolutely. So they're actually playing with four centre-backs because Ampadu was playing as that central midfielder mm-hmm. in the in the if it's a 5-3-2. And he plays centre-back for Wales and has been he's came up as a centre-back. So seeing... Their play, and then Berga is not, he's kind of more of a two-way, so he doesn't necessarily have more of that offensive threat. So there is no attacking presence on that team whatsoever. I think they were just trying to play for the tie. They, oh, for sure, yeah. They, mm-hmm. that lineup just screamed defensive to me. And so and it, for, it, it was, worked really well, didn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, it did for, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes or so. It looked, mm-hmm. they, they, they basically knew that they were going to sit in their half and give us 80% possession the entire game. But, uh, Yannick Vestergaard, I think it's, uh, Halloween's a little later for him. He's doing his per, best per Matsu soccer, uh, impression <laughs> right now. Being able to, he's six, he's six six and being able to spray balls all over the place. It's absolutely fantastic. His run of play has been, just immense. I'm. It, he's he's one of, if not the best players right now on our team, and it's crazy to think about how we were shitting on him left and right all last season. Yeah, Leicester wanted him. We were like, yeah, just take him, just take him. I, I will, I will put on. him in my car and drive him to Leicester for you. But now, I, th- I think those were your exact words. But I mean, I, I'm going to put my hand up here and say that um, I've I have defended him in the past. You've also slated him well. another chance. Yeah, well, um, you can't not slate him after the bad performances, but um, I don't really think that I wanted him sold. Um, I was always because the, the money we paid for him, he was a brilliant defender in the Bundesliga. Um, 
and just needed the the right manager to to get the best out of him. But I mean, he's exceeded any of our expectations now. Sure has. Um, did anyone see what happened with McBurney? Yeah, I did. I, I haven't seen a replay of it yet, and it, all I could see was him just falling on the deck, and yeah, just what happened? Kyle Walker Peters came in for a tackle that was completely clean, and he did his best to dive. I won't say dive over him, but get out of the way. And so, in doing so, he landed directionally on his left shoulder or right shoulder, whatever one. Uh, I think it's his right shoulder actually, and clearly was in some discomfort and they showed a showed a, they showed a close up of his face and it looked like he either did some sort of uh had some sort of ligament damage or popped his shoulder out um but was able to press on but you could see throughout the rest of the uh, through the rest of the half and you could just see him let, that that shoulder was just dangling there Ooh. and he he basically did it to himself he needed to roll over a little bit better uh in in a way to dive out because but the the crazy thing was it wasn't like an outstretched arm. He just landed just directionally on the shoulder, and it was kind of awkward. But it's his, it was kind of his own fault, but kind of not. And it was a clean play by KWP, so there was nothing wrong there. Uh, Tim, for, for all the possession, I did start to wonder where this opening goal was coming from. Um, but once it came, you know, we, we looked hungry again, and we, we could have had more at the break, couldn't we, from that point? Yeah, we looked good. I mean, they're... They, I want to give them some sort of semblance of credit because they knew they were going to sit back and having those four center backs, it was, it was, it was on us to be able to go and press them and, and break through their lines. Yeah, and, and with with our current form at the moment, we haven't been able to score from open play, you know, in the United game and the Brighton game. So that that's another reason why it was concerning because they were setting up shop, as you said, really defensive. What can we do to break them down? And they just they just pressed them. They found the thirty eight year old who. Turns like the Titanic, I guess, and call, <laughs> joke. I guess that's a good joke with Vestergaard being able to say like that. Yeah. Uh, now, just thinking, thinking through all that, they were just able to find it, and then just a quick, kind of like a blooper type of a goal, yeah. where it came off of Benarek's right shoulder, and Adams was right there, pressing high in the right position, and they just couldn't stick themselves in front of the go- in front of the ball. It's kind of awkward, but it was it, it scored. It was great. Yeah, Kev, that, that opening goal, Shay Adams, as Tim said, it comes off his shoulder or his back or whatever, and it just like lands at the feet. Yeah, of Shay. Yeah, 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 just off the shoulder. Um, and it was, again, from a apparently free kick, wasn't it? It was, but, um, yeah. Yeah, Gielke heads it away. I mean, he, he heads it up into the cosmos, um, but yeah, when it does come down um, on re-entry, it hits Bednarek's shoulder yeah, and it just falls <laughs> serendipitously to Shay Adams, um, who's like just quick thinking uh, is exa- exactly what we bought him for. Uh, just managed to, to turn and hit it on the volley, takes a little bounce, and yeah, we won that. Yeah, and, uh, and I was against, against his old club, against his old club, and he, he he didn't hold back in the celebrations either, did he? Which no, he didn't last season either. But um, no. yeah, I mean, I was a little bit worried before that. I mean, they, they got that one chance that um, Stevens get got that cross in. And um, oh. Berger kind of sticks his leg out, and it it looks like it's going in, but he, he sends it wide. Do you know from where I was, it looked like it was closer than that. And I watched the highlights when I got back, and it was, oh, that wasn't that that close. But yeah, from yeah. The, the bloke next to me, well, he was two meters away from me. Mm-hmm. He uh, he sort of like looked at me. We both just sort of like went. <sighs> Fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's just typical, isn't it? After this domination, and then they go and let a goal in like that. But um, but yeah, Adams has now scored six goals in his last eight home games. So, oh. 
Oh, that's brilliant. Sheffield United. First goal in front of the fans, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was because his last goal, his first goal, came against Man City during the lockdown, didn't it? So yeah, mm. correct. Um, yeah, fans singing just before the break. Uh, that's why you're going down. Like, you know, <laughs> no, no goals, no shots, no belief. It seems, and it looks like they're well on their way to the championship again. Um, halftime stats, Tim. You you text at halftime saying that our possession was eighty percent. Um, Wow, wow. Um, did anyone else get any more stats at the break? I've got, um, yeah, 10 shots to their one. Um, <laughs> that, that's the one we talked about, right? Um, three shots on yeah. target to their zero. Um, yeah, we got five corners to their one. Uh, they got seven fouls in. I was expecting a couple of yellow cards that didn't appear. Um, we got three, but RXG was 1.1 to their 0.08. Wow, I mean, just... at half time. Yeah, wow. complete dominance. Yeah. Um, um, I thought McBurney, I mean, he was really getting stuck into Bednarik. He was cruising for a booking that never came. Mm. And um, I saw a stat, stat pop up after 20 minutes. There were seven Sheffield United players that hadn't even completed a pass. Yeah, mind-boggling, really. But, yeah, um, start of the second half then, Tim. Uh, I thought things were looking up for them on their point of view. They looked... It looked like the messages got through from Chris Wilder, and, and they forced a corner straight away. Yeah, they pressed a little high. Uh, we were just kind of shaking it back up, trying to get uh, trying to get the feel for things and get the get our legs under us. But they definitely got a few, cha- I would say, chances. Not mm. anywhere where there was a threat to score, but they got a few corners, and uh, I thought they were going to throw themselves back into it. It was one zero. They could have you know shake shake things up. They got rid of McBurney uh, really quickly there. Maybe McGoldrick was going to do something, but no. I think it was like ten or fifteen minutes, and after that, it just went right back to normal. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, and, and Kev, after we overcame that brief bit of a bright play, I suppose from United Saints. I don't know. We put our foot down a bit and doubled the lead, and albeit from a little bit of luck, Armstrong low shot. Deflected off Jagielka. Fortunate, possibly, but we definitely deserved a two-goal cushion. I mean, yeah, it's um, incredible that um, a man with Phil Jagielka's um, age and experience um, had a hand in two goals in the match. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was unfortunate. It wasn't the strongest of shots anyway, but it just kind of wrong foot Ramsdale. But yeah, good, good, good assist from Ings there. Great work in the box. Um, Managed to outdo half the defence. I thought he was going to take it himself. I mean, when, I, I didn't realise, but VAR checked that Faring's offside, didn't they? Oh, was that what it was they were checking for? So I was confused. I didn't even know. I had no idea until I got home. So I was uh, no, no uh, inkling in the stadium that they were uh, checking for a possible offside, but they did. They looked at it fairly quickly. Um, and then, yeah, the nod. That's it. 2 0. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of, you know, very clear. Oh, he's not offside decisions that they, they shouldn't really eat into the game time that's what it should be like uh tim second half then from us after going two up wh- how did you see us then we just looked comfortable the entire game there wasn't any semblance of shakiness or rust well except for maybe ings a couple times he definitely didn't have uh his best game he definitely was creative but beyond that um We've continually pushed them back with when when they did have possession, even into the 77th minute. You saw Walcott press, you saw Adams press, uh, just going 
as far back as they can in order to be able to get going forward. And they just have to play the big balls over and we took care of it. That's really it. It's, it just looked good. Crappy didn't have anything to do. Um, <laughs> do you see his tweet at the end of the match? Only because you sent it to me, Tim, but yeah, um, that was, it was funny. <laughs> it was very, uh, I don't know. Did he uh, did he tag anyone from Sheffield United in that at all, or use mm. any any kind of Sheffield United hashtags? Um, not that I can see, but yeah, great team performance today. Enjoyed watching that. Mm. <laughs> uh, Kevin uh, Walcott comes off then uh, for for Redmond uh, with ten minutes to go, uh, and within three minutes got third and probably the best of the day, wasn't it, from Nathan Redmond? Yeah. Wow. Um, it, I literally only just come on. Um, but, yeah, managed to shut up the haters with uh, an incredible goal. Um, again, was there not a James Ward-Prowse free kick in, in the build-up? Yeah, there was a, it, was, it was a decent ways out. It was probably about 35 yards out, maybe even farther. Uh, not necessarily his range. He, he's all about the curve, and mm. so that was, there was a little bit more distance to it. So I noticed that when it comes out, you know, when it's – pretty much past 25 yards he's not going to have that immediate curve and dip there's not a lot of there's less power and much more finesse on his ball but yeah no, good good at Redmond to, to collect the ball and create the space and good interplay with Romelu who just um yeah finds him there nice little pocket of space to um to send the ball into the goal yeah um, um Redmond uh, sorry Romelu actually has an assist now it's his first ever assist well, it's like a 96th attempt. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> That's not his fault, is it? No, I think it just says more about the players that he's playing with, isn't it? More than him, but yeah. Uh, and we've now scored 15 goals from outside the box in the Premier League in 2020, and that's six more than any other team. That's ridiculous. Amazing, It's ridiculous. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, most of those are James Ward-Prowse, but still, it's fantastic. Well, Ings likes to look good goal just outside the area, doesn't he? He certainly does. One goal a month, didn't it? Yeah. Um, well, for us it did. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Who cares about the Premier League? Fuck him. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, he was in an exact similar position there um, for, for that Armstrong goal. I was like sure, sure that he was, was going to take that one. And then there were yeah, yeah. A, a few moments like that where he just maybe didn't have the sort of self belief, you know. And, because they were definitely there for the taking. Oh, God, yeah. Two more changes then. And Lundelu came on for Shea and... and oh, it, it was with a few minutes to spare, wasn't there? And, and he looked pretty darn good, actually. He looked, he looked quite vibrant. He was all over the place and getting involved. For the time that he was on the field, uh, yeah, he looks he looks pretty good. Um, and then he almost he was, knocked out Ramsdale. And that, yeah. <laughs> putting pressure up on the keeper. Yeah. Taking it to the extreme. Yeah, brilliant. He, he's, so, he know, he's buying into this press, isn't he, already? But... um. Mm. And then the usual Romeu off for Diallo, which I was very excited for, by the way, because I thought, I thought yes, I can finally get a, a you know, real good chance to look at him. Um, and, yeah, I didn't really see a lot. Um, but, yeah, that was it. Convincing, comfortable victory. The rain was falling right at the end, but you hardly noticed it at that point. That's like, and, when, and when Ralph came over with the players at the end to, like, thank the fans and stuff, it was just... Mm-hmm. Nobody cared about the rain. It was just, it was so good. It was so good to, to see that again. And I said to you last week, Kevin, that you you take it for granted, these sort of things. And yeah, it was, it was great. It was nice. Um, it sounded like they were in full voice for the, for the whole match. It didn't, it didn't sound like there were 2000. It sounded like there was an awful lot yeah. more. Um, but like I said to you guys, uh, before we recorded, it was, you, you could hear the fans throughout. 
but you could also hear the individual players as well, which is what I, I really like. It was perfect atmosphere because you could hear. I mean, I said I said to you, I could hear Chris Wilder from the other side of the field shouting, um, mm. shouting shit at the players, and, and and it was good. It was really really good. But I was yeah, I was. I, I well, I'm going to watch the game again actually because I want to hear what it sounds like over the TV cameras and stuff. But yeah, it was it, the fans were great, and it was it was it was just a great atmosphere to be be a part of. Kind of reminded watching it on the telly and listening to it. It kind of reminded me of like um, an away match where we're drubbing whoever the home team is, and it's you know somewhere like Brighton or somewhere that where they haven't <laughs> necessarily got a really loud. Uh, um, Home support, sorry, Brighton fans. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah. Can only hear our fans, and they're just giving it everything. Like, yeah, that, that's oh. what it sounded like. Oh, Trafford. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I I just love the, the child. Sorry, just still on the fans. The the, the childish um, way that you chant the keeper when you spat, take a goal kick. Um, yeah. You could hear or, that. Clearly. Or you fat passes every fucking time, and uh, <laughs> at the end. So, Cheering every completed pass as well. Oh yeah, just um, procession. Yeah, yeah it, it was looked like a really, really good place to be. It was good, yeah. Tim, as I mentioned, a convincing display. Uh, so convincing that Sheffield United attempted the fewest passes of any Premier League side in any first half in 14 years. They wow. they were poor, right? But we were great. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, there was right at the end of the game, uh, one of the announcers said something about, uh, when Walker Peters and Ward Prowse were linking up, they talked about the double barreled brilliance. And I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was just something I had to write down. We could, and, we could coin something from that. Yeah. So then also, Nalindalu is a tongue twister, so Abby decided to say that we're just gonna call him Lulu from here on out. Lulu. Okay. Lulu. <laughs> so I like I like it. So Lulu. Okay, we go with that. Lulu on this on this podcast. Um, just fantastic overall. They had poor defense. They just look like they've been beat to hell. I mean, it's they're not even halfway through the season, and they look like they're ready to go. One point. So, yeah, one point. Are they going to break Derby though? That's the thing. Are they going to break the? I mean, um, Dar- um, what Derby had? What, what do they have? Twelve. Eleven. Eleven. Oh. They were in a better position at twelve games than um, Sheffield. I know. It's not looking good, is it? But I mean, I mean, we forget they finished ninth last season with the same team, pretty much. It's can't well, they're missing. It can't be Dean Henderson. It can't be Dean Henderson. It cannot be because Ramsdale's a good keeper. He was not the reason that they lost this game. No, heavily. But yeah, yeah, he is. Were the fans giving him stick, saying that he's going to get relegated twice? (laughs) No, no, they weren't. But yeah, that's a good point. Um, anyway, enough about them. It's, It's all about us. We're up to third. Um for a little while anyway. Twenty three points. Um only in that two thousand fourteen fifteen season if we had more after an opening twelve games. It's um it's looking good, isn't it? I did actually see a tweet which I really, really like. I can't remember who it was that tweeted it, but he said uh, no Romeo booking, no Ings goal, mm. no Ward Prowse free kick, terrible performance, just relegate us already. <laughs> <laughs> And then someone's replied that the Romeo lack of booking is what pisses me off. You know, it's just disgraceful. <laughs> but yeah, an, 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 an unusual win, if you could, you know, put that into it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, three being the magic number. Three goals, three points. And where, where are we in the league? Third. And we're, after Spurs have drawn with Palace, um, we're now only two points off the top. Not, no more. Liverpool's Arsenal. losing right now, too, at halftime. 
Oh, are they? Yeah, oh, losing four, yeah. one zero. How? 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 Oh my goodness! This is making, oh, this is making me so happy. Um, right, uh, stats then. I've, I've only got a few here, so I'm hoping that you guys have got some more. But 68% possession at the end, 16 shots to their three, and six on target to their zero. That's domination, isn't it? Three shots in the whole game and none on target. What are they? Oh, just nothing to show for it. Absolutely nothing. And a long trip home as well. Yep. Who scored has them as Sheffield United rated at 6.04, which is the equivalent of they did nothing in the game and just puts 11 players on the field. Mm. It's it's terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. No doubt match of the day will pick up on that and say that they were bad rather than we were good. They just used that narrative. That, yeah, I mean, even Sky would just, um, they wouldn't shut up about Sheffield United. Where, where, where do we, when do we get the credit we deserve? Rian Brewster is 5.7, which is, <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> really bad. $30 million signing as well. What was their past completion like by the end? 69%. Nice. Um, right, man, man of the match then. I think this is an easy one, isn't it? Um, I don't think it's necessarily that easy. Okay, well, go on then, Kev. Who's your, who's your man of the match? Um, okay, yeah, I'm, I am going to give it to Vestergaard just for how much he impressed me at the beginning. But um, there yeah, definitely other players in there that mm. could get it um, quite easily. Shea scoring a goal, not just doing that. He was getting in all right places, um, putting balls about for rings. Um, yeah, and, and Walker Armstrong, my God, can you run? I mean, it was looking like... 70 minutes in. I was impressed with Armstrong. He used to look like he could run another marathon. You know? Yeah, remote grassy. Oh my god, all of them. Um, yeah, just brilliant. I'd say, you know, Ings, you can't expect him to go back straight to, you know, full 100% form straight away. But yeah, I'm still going to give it to Vestigos. Just, just the, the passion, like, he, when he puts a, puts a head wide and he, he looks like he's disgraced his entire family. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to see. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Vestergaard from me. Um, just a, what a performance again. Presence in both boxes. Almost scored as well. Love his vision. He, he looks so calm on the ball at the moment as well. well that's a, what a turnaround. Um, yeah, just the difference is... It's astonishing. He looks to get forward more as well, doesn't he? He's like, uh, like it's, it's something that they've discussed recently, especially with, with his um, diagonals. But... Oh, Kyle Walker-Peters, right? Okay, you wouldn't look at him and say, yeah, he was a fa- he had a fantastic game. But in that second half, I was right with him, and he did not put a foot wrong when he was on the ball. I thought he was fantastic. At times, he was brilliant. He, he always found a way out of trouble. He never played a backward pass. He was always looking for. He was always moving. I, I just think he needs a mention because I know that he's not going to get the credit that he deserves. But I thought he was brilliant. Like I said, he didn't have a lot to do defensively. But then again, neither did Bednarik or Vestergaard. But yeah, I just think he needs a little bit of love there because I thought he was he was good. Sure. Oh, the the Bash brothers, the Bednarik <laughs> and Vestergaard, they look so good. Uh, I will go with, uh, Romeo though, cause he just, he was just bossing the entire game. Like he just, he did not get let anything through. He looked really damn good. Like, I, Vestergaard, like it's, it's just, it's split in hairs at this point, but since you guys gave Vestergaard, I would def, um, it's gonna be Romeo for me. Um, no, I like he it. didn't, he didn't get a yellow, which obviously you want him to get one, but you really <laughs> don't want him to get one, cause I want that passion, yes. Yeah, but he he also made the nice uh, the one two pass to cap it off and get Redmond uh, Redmond the the, uh, the the last goal. So box to box transition. I mean, the entire center of the team 
was just fantastic. So the Ward Prowse, Romeo, Bednarik, Vestergaard. Um, but actually, we should just actually give it to McCarthy because he just for that tweet alone. Just for the tweet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we go to the Emirates then. Arsenal, Wednesday the 16th of December, 6pm kickoff. That is live on Amazon Prime. Tim, Arsenal. Uh, (laughs) Looking pretty grim for them, isn't it? And they're they're coming off that loss in the North London derby to Spurs. I think they're playing Burnley tonight a little bit later. Um, If they can't get a result there, then they've got bigger issues than we thought, I think. You know, their last win was November the 1st against Man United. I mean, how often have we said that Arsenal were struggling to score? But, I mean, Tim, can you put your finger on what's going What's going wrong? Everyone's saying it's lack of creativity in their midfield, whether it's just not Partey or Jaka or anybody else that they're seeing because they're effectively playing kind of a 5-2-3. Even though it looks as a 3-4-3, they've got Tierney on the left and they've got Bellerin on the right. Uh, Tierney's doing just, he's doing okay. He's not fantastic. Bellerin's apparently having a bad year. Uh, and then there just haven't been, hasn't been that click. For whatever reason, the, it, there's a sophomore slump or it's been a year now. And I guess Arteta is not doing as well. You know, he's got a lot, he's got a worse record than Emery does in that time. So I, I don't have one thing. It's a combination of lack of creativity. Aubameyang's not putting anything through, and just a couple players having some down years. Uh, Kev, is Arteta in trouble? I mean, like I said, if, if they can't get a result against Burnley and then, and then us, is it, is it time for them to move on? Um, well, yeah, yeah, by their stance. I mean, it's a it's, it's a strange kind of situation. It's obviously going to with the this is first big job like that. Um, it's going to take take time, which he doesn't have Arsenal fans and yeah the team they want results straight away and that's that's really not not happening for them at all but i mean um, you you never know what's going to what's going to happen i mean they are, they are going to turn it around they are going to come good and all right they're not going to challenge for the league um but they at some point it's going to turn around and is it going to turn around against us it's difficult to say isn't it uh, quite easily be yes yeah. could quite easily be no they always seem to do just enough you know they by do. the end of the season do don't they against us as well they always seem to be able to pick something up against us. It's like, in spite of their poor form, I'm not worried about them, really. Um, but, you know, I thought that last season, and we played really badly against them at home, didn't we? I remember Maka giving them that goal. Oh, yeah. And he just... Oh. Yeah, it just... There's always something that with Arsenal that we always find it difficult. But, I mean, our, our last win, unbelievably, was on um, December the 16th, which is when we play them again. Um, and that 3-2, um, when Charlie Austin scored from five, five minutes from time. And, as I say, last season, a 2-0 home loss... Um, that was that was in home back in June, uh, and a two-two draw at the Emirates. So I don't know. I just don't know what Arsenal. It's kind of like you know, same situation with Man United, isn't it? Albeit theirs is a little bit worse, but you just don't know what Arsenal was going to turn up. So Tim, I think you can go first with the predictions this time. What's the score going to be? Uh, it's going to be one-one. I think we're going to have to rotate. I I really think that they're. Oh, you key- think so? Yeah, I think he's going to rotate just because it's the, the you've got Arsenal then Main City. You think Diallo's we'll, going to start? No, I think that you're going to have either Redmond and or Gineppo starting, 
uh, on the side. I think Walcott will be rotated out. I also think that Ings won't start. You think Armstrong's going to play? Uh, I think they'll, they'll, they're going to ride the bench. Like So what they'll do is they'll try to do like a 60 and 30 type of thing where they'll play one game between the two games coming up so they're sure. not completely uh, busted out. I think Ings, could he played the entire 90. That's why I think he's going to take a break. I think they'll start Adams, and then they'll, you know what? I'm going to, bold prediction, they're going to start Nalundalu. They're going to start Lulu. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, do you know what? I've got 1-1 one, one as well, Tim. I'm looking at 1-1 one, one that I've written down for my score. I, we can't all go 1-1. One, one. Well, you can. <laughs> yeah, but strategically, that's not any good for me, is it? Um, all right, we're going to lose 1-0. Really? Yeah. Okay. You twats, Kev. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, we've still got City and, and Fulham and West Ham to play, so we'll get our Christmas presents. Indeed. And speaking of Man City... Man City next week as well on Saturday the 19th, 3 p.m. kickoff. That's also on Prime. Uh, Kevin, what can we say about Man City? Are you disappointed with the way they've been playing, or are that you know are that what you expected? Because they don't appear to be as dominant, do they? And well, not as dominant as I expected them to be. That's for sure. Because I, you know, I really expected them to have the hunger to get at Liverpool, but they've had three losses already this season. Um, and they were. I mean, I watched that Manchester derby yesterday, and it was awful. Not, yeah. Not the Man City that we expected fuck me yeah they seem to be just it was almost a thrown match wasn't it but they seem to agree that yeah a draw will be fine what's going on um, why, why is he not up for it i don't know i mean i wouldn't say city city are bad i think they're good i think just think that you know their domination is is maybe ending but uh, liverpool aren't particularly dominant this season but they still look like a strong team um, Spurs Apart from today. <laughs> oh, fuck, you know, yeah. Um, well, it's not finished yet. Um, no, never know. Last minute penalty. But, yeah, I mean, Spurs, yeah, Spurs, they're up, they're up, they're up top. But, you know, how they love to bottle it. So it really is, um, it is anybody's season. Maybe we could come in from the outside and, and snatch it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, they're still a good team. I mean, they've got some incredible yeah. players like that. Um, They've got Sterling, De Bruyne and Mares, who are playing well. Yeah, Tim, yeah. So they've got, they got so many options and they've got so many players that they can hurt us with. Massive, massive squad. They can rotate the whole 11 and put another 11 out and still probably beat us. But what, what do you think of Man City this season? I think they're missing Aguero. I think that's kind of their, their linchpin that they're, they're truly down. Because they've got 17 goals on the season. Um, their defense is, is 11, so he's played a little bit more of a defensive game. Um, but they, they've been playing Ferran Torres up there, up top. Jesus has been out for a while. Uh, I think... Jesus played last night against Man United. Yeah, well, he's been, he was out for a few games. And sorry, mm. not, not, not recently, but overall, it's just the, I mean, in the clinical finishing, we're, what we're looking at. So we've got seven more goals in them, and they, but they have a game in hand. So that's, that shows to me that we're able to finish our shots and there's just, a, there's just a little bit more. They have the talent, but I, I think it's Aguero. I really do. Yeah, they're, they're getting old, aren't they? Aguero's getting old and they, they need that natural predator like Aguero and, I don't think they have that. Jesus is fine. He's not a bad player, but he's no Aguero. Aguero in his prime. Aguero five, six years ago was incredible. He was tearing up the Premier League and probably the best player in the league. He's not that player now, and they haven't got anybody else like that. But, like, you know, they've got so many decent options in the middle of the park, and, you know, any one of them can turn it on and and they can hurt you. I just don't feel like they're even going to 
come close to Liverpool this year or even come close to winning the league this year. I just don't think it's going to happen now. Uh, a win, of course, last time we played them back in July, that wonder goal from Shea to get him off the mark. Um, don't win many against them, though, do we? Before that, it was it was back in 2016, a 4-2 win, and that was a hat-trick from Sadio Mane. But can we have an early Christmas present and sort them out at home again? Uh, score predictions then Kev you can go first with this one alright I'm going to go 1-1 for this one. Oh, I like that that's that's good I was going to go 1-1 for both because I think we're, we're going to get at least a draw out of, um, out of both of these I think it's I'll be happy um, ambitious to think that we can beat City maybe not so ambitious to think we can beat Arsenal no. but we've got to be getting something out of these two and then just spank for them for Christmas mm, like, like Liverpool said uh, Tim, uh, what are you going for? No, sorry. It's going to be 2-0. We're going to lose. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Man City. Wife wars then. Arsenal. Okay, so Gemma is going for 2-2 with Arsenal. And Marina is going, Kevin? Uh, she's going 2-1 Saints. Love it. Uh, and Abby is going for Arsenal, Tim? Uh, 2-1 uh, Saints. Um, and Man City, Gem is right. going for... 3-0 Man City. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Marina is going... Um, she's going 1-0 City. Okay, and Abby will be going for... 2-1 City. Okay, all down. Tim, thank you once again for joining us. We say we'll chat next week for episode 99. Happy to be there. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, extra time then. Uh, we'll start with the Wife Wars results. So, Gemma went 2-0 to Saints. Marina went 4-1 and Abby went 3-1. So, no one got it spot on, but two points for everyone for predicting a Saints win. So, the, that leaves the scores. Marina at the top on four. Uh, Gemma and Abby on two. So, Marina still hanging on to her. Yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> Love the passion, Kev. It's good. Um, but our predictions then. Um, Kev, I went 3-0 Saints. Uh, and you guys, oh no, you went 3-1. And Tim went 1-0. Um, so the scores now are 19 to me, 10 to Tim, and 8 to you. It's all close at the bottom. Mm. Sorry. But yeah, it's, uh, it, it's only going to take one result and it's going to be really close again, isn't it? So... That's it. Uh, Super 6, then two rounds to go through. Round 19, Dan Buck won it again, two in a row. Get him, Dan. Uh, but a joint winner uh, on week 19 with Paul Carpenter, both 12 points. Uh, round 20, yesterday, Saturday, that was won by Jason Lewis on 20 points. Fantastic score. Um, leaving the overall lead, Colin Carter, 167. Uh, Dan Buck has actually moved up to fifth now, so he's had a really, really good couple of weeks. As soon as you're asking, Kev, I'm 13th. So. Okay. There's 37 in the league, so I'll, I'll take that. It's, it's not too bad. Okay, that's respectable. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy football, Kev. Um, yeah, I actually had such uh, an insane uh, Friday. Um, it just went on forever. I forgot to do my transfers and um, set up my team. So I had a, bit, a little bit of a stinker with 45 points. Um Gabriel is still to play, and uh, Ziyech is um, dead, apparently, so um, he can't be in the team. I, You've I got 35 at the moment. I had a shocker, you, Kev. Do you know what I made? You didn't make your transfers either. No, I, I did. Well, I, I, took my, I took some players out. I kept um, Yotter in, which I've since learned today that he's out for six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I left Wan Bissaka on the bench because I thought Man United are playing Man City. This could be a, this could be embarrassing, and I put Mendy in the starting eleven, and Mendy was on the bench, and Wan Bissaka scored six points. So Mendy scored uh, zero, and Wan Bissaka scored six. I have yeah. made the wrong decisions today. Grealish and Cody scored points. It's just embarrassing. You've got those two um, subs to come in for Jota and Mendy, so Wambasaka's not going to be one of them. He's nope. right at the end of the queue. No, it'll be Grealish. So yeah. only, only another two points for that. But, I mean, I have I have made some transfers for, for next week. Well, you didn't make any for this week, so you've got um, two. You'll have two for next you can use if you want. Yeah, I've, I've made some changes, so... Let's keep it competitive. But, yeah, I did beat this week um, for once. Um, yeah, I'm eighth out of the podcasters it's still not looking good for me um you're third now um it hasn't updated yet so let's let's see how mikey and matt mark's only doing uh mikey's got 53 um old martinez in goal good call um and yeah matt's not having a particularly good week this week no he's got 45 and he's doing okay pretty much yeah same as me so um yeah not that good. Sorry, Matt. Step it up. Um, Pookie's still top of our league. Don't know how he got in there. Um, and yeah, Yorkshire, White Rose, AFC. Uh, Laura Moratzing still in third. Uh, Matt up to fourth despite that. Um, Small Hall, Steve McCulloch in fifth. Lucy Heiner, um, who's admittedly herself, she's admitted that she's had a bit of a shocker of a season so far. Doing a bit better this week. And that's the fantasy football. Excellent. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Russian phrase this week? Oh, yes. Lesvia Slavi. Lesvia Slavi. Lesvia Slavi. What does that mean? Blaze of Glory. Ah, yes. I think that is it for this week. Kevin, we will be back next week to do episode 99 and we will be reviewing both Arsenal and Manchester City from next week. So until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. That's all, folks. Sports Social Podcast Network.